0: Starbucks does it again. Another racist incident. Busy Thursday. Mueller news coming up. It is the one year anniversary since Bob Mueller was appointed a special counsel. How much evidence have we seen to suggest any wrongdoing, any collusion by the Trump administration? Let me think. Uh, that's right. Still haven't seen a shred of evidence. Guatemala has moved its embassy to Yerushalayan. Paraguay is on its way next week. Thank you to the listener who reminded me that I forgot to mention that last show. The Palestinians have recalled envoys from Romania, Czech, Hungary, Austria. Does anybody care? They punished these countries because these countries had the nerve to participate in the United States moving its embassy. So we're going to punish them by pulling out our envoys, the Palestinians' envoys from these countries. Wow, what a punishment, taking away these government workers, bureaucrats, who sit there and do nothing. What do they do? Does anybody care? Will anybody notice that the Palestinian envoy in Romania has disappeared, has vanished. That's one less government bureaucrat <laughs> probably sucking up their tax dollars. All right, Shavuos is coming. I hope everybody has a wonderful yomtiv an uplifting Kabbalah's hateri. could really be a time of amazing growth and it's a very exciting time and I wish everybody a really wonderful yomtiv. You know, it feels amazing uh, when you hit 4 a.m., 4.15 a.m., you start to hear the birds chirping, you see a little bit of daylight, and you feel like you've gotten through the entire night. You know, it's a real adrenaline rush. It's never as long as you expect it to be. Somehow the night always ends quick, but it really is an exciting rush. And please, one run request, do not use Starbucks coffee to stay up all night. Any other coffee, okay? Oh, see that great segue? Here we go. What a beautiful segue, Yakovem, M., a, a Hispanic Starbucks customer, got his coffee, and on the label, I- instead of his name, the label used an anti-Hispanic slur. It actually was a racist slur. I never even heard of this word. It called him a beaner, and apparently that's an anti-Hispanic slur, an anti-Hispanic term that was used. This is actually on the label. They label, I guess, you know, they have like a lot of different customers, so they want to keep track of who gets which which coffee. So this coffee has a label on it. it gives, they give it to you, and it has your name on it. Only instead of his name, they put this anti-Hispanic slur. Now, They know they're going to be handing him the cup. He's going to be getting the cup. So racism aside, what on earth were they thinking? I have no idea. But, you know, I cannot help but be happy about this. I'm sorry. I'm gloating that Starbucks is going through all this because they deserve it. You are a coffee company. You know, they've been involved in politics for years. Nobody cares what you think about politics. Nobody cares what you think about the Trump travel ban. Serve coffee, sell people coffee, let them use your bathrooms. Now let them use your bathrooms, even if they don't shop in your store, and uh, let them just go in there and loiter all day. That's fine, but but stay out of politics. Then we had the racist incident. Then of course they canceled. They brought in the ADL, the 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 the, the, the radical leftist extremist black groups got upset that that, that a Jewish group was involved, so. They kicked them out. I know they're still technically part of the training, but they're only part of the long term. They kicked them off of the one-day curriculum. The, the, contrary to what they're going to tell you if you call up Starbucks, that's a fact. I have the proof. I have both documents where they where they changed the, uh, the curriculum. So Starbucks is getting exactly what they deserves, me, deserve. Meanwhile, there was a customer at a restaurant in New York City... Who just went haywire? Wait, went completely berserk. And apparently, there's a video of this. He threatened to call ICE. He threatening to call, threatened to call immigration enforcement because he was upset that the employees in this restaurant were all speaking Spanish to him. He want them to wanted them to speak English. He, and and the media is all up in arms. The media is outraged. Wow, how could this person threaten to call immigration? Can I ask you this question? What do you care if he threatens to call immigration if they're here legally? Obviously, if they're nervous when he threatens to call ICE, then ICE, then then he's on to something there. If somebody gets into an altercation with me and they threaten to call the cops, I'm not worried because I know I didn't do anything wrong. So I have nothing to worry about. Here's the quote apparently on the video. Quote, if they have the nerve to come here and live off my money, I pay their welfare. I pay for their ability to be here. The least they can do is speak English. My guess is they're not documented. So my next call is to ICE to have each one of them kicked out of my country. Now, this is like amazing. You know, this guy obviously is very frustrated. He does have a point. You know, we, we literally, they come to our country, whether it's legal or illegal, we give them our money. They live off our programs, you know. And if it, if they're illegal, then they're doing that illegally, which of course is egregious. And the, you know, he just said, "Listen, all I ask you is to is to, is to just learn English. That's the, that's the language that we speak. That would actually change the culture. What if we? What if we did that? What if we said that to qualify?" for food stamps and these other programs, you had to pass an English test. I mean, that would be fascinating. And that would really actually, it's a great point, I think would actually help out, uh, help change the culture. They come here now and they basically live in their own insular communities. And it's basically like being down in Mexico, down in Central America or Latin America. Very interesting. Uh, now, I want to point out, I don't have a racist bone in my body. I think that some people get the wrong idea, but I literally, I never grew up. That I was never raised that way. People think that I that I'm racist people think that I'm anti-muslim that I'm anti-immigrant and nothing could be further from the truth here I'll give you some examples you know my it really comes from my father my upbringing my father uh, he had people that he worked with who were hispanic people that he worked with who were black and who were even muslim and he he always treat he always treats everybody treated and continues to treat everybody with incredible respect with humility it doesn't matter black brown yellow nothing, nothing it made no difference muslim it made no difference even though he's by the way He's way more conservative than me. I mean, he's radical as can be. He makes me look like Bernie Sanders. That's how conservative he is. And yet when it comes to interpersonal, just treating people, Jews and non-Jews alike, with respect, he always had the utmost respect. In fact, he would give people rides. There was a Muslim person that he worked with, and he actually gave this person a ride home very often at night. I I have no doubt. This guy's name was Muhammad. Surprise surprise. Bangladeshi. I have no doubt. This person was, was saying to himself, wow, they give me a ride. I'd love to blow them up if I could, you know, but we, he's, we still I'd go with him. He'd give him the ride. So an incredible humility, that's how I was raised. So no personal racist bone in my body. You just you have to be in this country legally. I don't like when people commit crimes and especially at our expense and especially bring in drugs, violence and all sorts of other bad things to this country. And I have actually a lot of relatives who are immigrants. But guess what? They came here. Legally, all right. News on Mueller, Giuliani. Again, it's the one year anniversary. We've seen nothing, and I suspect that we're going to continue to see nothing. Only this nothing could last for years and years, and there could be a major October surprise, which you know, who knows what what they'll come up with that would actually look bad, even though there's no not necessarily a smoking gun. That's my fear. But anyway, uh, Giuliani says that Mueller assured him and Trump that he is not going to indict Trump. That's big news. He's not going to indict President Trump now. There are a couple of reasons for this. The DOJ guidelines say you cannot indict a sitting president. Many people say it's unconstitutional to indict a sitting president. But don't you also need evidence to indict somebody, even a non-sitting president? I'm pretty sure that's one of the requirements. So it doesn't surprise me that he's not indicting President Trump. Meanwhile, they've released transcripts. Uh, Donald Trump Jr., you remember, last year uh, he spoke with Congress and he discussed that meet, the infamous meeting where they were trying to dig up dirt on Hillary Clinton, on the opposition candidate. Oh no! Actually, trying to dig up dirt, working with a Russian person who claimed—turns out, didn't happen. Wasn't even working with them. They just met with her. This lawyer who claimed to have dirt on Hillary Clinton. Wow! Now that's a crime. That's collusion. You can't uh, d- do do opposition research uh, with uh, uh, with 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 some with a foreigner from another country against your opponent, right? Anyway, so. I don't think there was much to do about nothing. They released the transcripts, and the way the media is portraying it is Trump was defiant. Donald Trump Jr. was defiant when he discussed this meeting. like He refused to back down. He was unapologetic. Somehow making him out to be the bad guy, basically, there's nothing to apologize for. It's very simple. Donald Trump Jr., I mean, he probably takes after his father. He's probably got a lot of confidence and doesn't really care what anybody accuses him of. But Don Jr., they said to him, you met with this Russian lawyer. She promised you dirt on Hillary. Did, did, were you, did you think there was anything wrong with that? And he said, well, anything. This is his response. He said, anything wrong with the fact that somebody told me they had reason to believe that Hillary would make a terrible president? She was a candidate for president and they had information that suggested that she would actually possibly betray our country. And I met to find out what that information was. No, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. In fact, I was doing something amazing for our country. Why can't you people see that? And it turns out the whole thing ended up just being a total a total flop because the guy who arranged it, he was told by this Russian lawyer that they had information. They had no information about Hillary. She just wanted to discuss some kind of adoption policy. Uh, for somebody that she represented, some Russian guy who had sanctions on him, so the whole thing turned out to be a total flop. Anyway, but you know, again, they're gonna grasp at straws here, the media, because Trump has just been doing too much winning, and the last thing they want to do is focus on the facts and focus on the achievements. So they've got to somehow uh, keep this stuff in the headlines, despite the fact that it's irrelevant and that there's nothing there. There, it's it's all a bunch of fluff uh, and smoke and mirrors and and phony uh, a- accusations. Now. Uh, CNN tweeted this picture of President Trump in crosshairs. This, President Trump, you know, crosshairs of a gun, you know, making, looking like making it look like you're a sniper looking to shoot him. So uh, this has happened in the past. It happened with Sarah Palin, but now CNN does it with Trump in the crosshairs, basically suggesting assassinate President Trump. They immediately deleted the tweet, and they're claiming that this was some kind of. Computer programming glitch. They're saying that somehow the default, when they use some sort of computer program and they use it with a a picture, that the default image that comes is crosshairs. Yeah, okay, I believe that that's the default image. What, every single time CNN publishes a picture? Do you see crosshairs on it? But, you know, here's what, what really the point is. If Fox News did this, would we believe possibly that it was a computer glitch? Yes. CNN, CNN, the CNN that has these enemies of Donald Trump on, like, day after day, night after night. It's just become a tabloid uh, network, a tabloid channel, where all they do is just gossip all day about nonsense, as long as it's anti-Trump. They've had so many fake news stories, and you really believe that this was some kind of error. Yeah, okay, somehow... Can't give them the benefit of the doubt. All right. Mitch McConnell says he will not change the Senate rules unless he gets Democrat support. President Trump has implored. Mitch McConnell has request, strongly requested, please change the rules. We've got to get these nominees passed. And they've, there's been a major obstruction. A fraction of the amount of the nominees of other presidents have gotten has President Trump gotten because the Democrats obstruct. You need 30 hours of debate on each uh, on each nominee, 30 hours and that takes a long time the only way to overcome that is with a, is with a 60 vote is with 60 votes to overcome uh, that 30 hours of debate that's just a technicality in the senate so they've changed it with other nominees but they, they haven't changed it with many of the nominees that trump wants to push through The Democrats, you know, changed this stuff when it came to judicial nominees, the nuclear option and all that stuff. But McConnell says no. I don't know why McConnell says no. Some people are worried maybe the Democrats are gonna use it to our advantage when they take over. Well, my response to that is they can do this anyway. They've done it before. They did it with judicial nominees. They changed the rules around, so it took only a simple majority to pass it. Now Trump is saying it takes an average of eighty four days to pass each nominee. Any nominee to go through takes an average of eighty four days because of all the stalling that the Democrats have done. This never happened before. Under Obama, the Republicans they let it go through. They didn't stand on this ceremony and, you know, force this 30 hours of debate, again, just being a technicality and being just a pointless, just a sham. You know, it's just the whole the whole thing is just designed by the Democrats uh, to, to stall President Trump keep keeping from filling his agenda. The Republicans didn't do it to Obama. The Republicans didn't do it to Clinton. The Democrats, for that matter, didn't do it to Bush. You know, this has never happened before. Yet McConnell refuses to change the rules. I'm not sure why. He should absolutely change the rules. DACA. You know, amazing that uh, you have this few Republicans. Paul Ryan told them. Big mistake. You have a few Republicans, moderates. They're running in these Hispanic districts, so they want to pass DACA. They think that that's going to get them elected against their Democratic opponents. They're wrong. Hispanics, even if they do this, Hispanics are not going to vote for the Republican over the Democrat. I don't believe that's going to happen. But even if it does, you can't throw your party under the bus for that. And that's exactly what they're doing now. Amazing that they can't get together. It's a few Republicans and every Democrat. They can't get together. All we need is a few Democrats. We could fund the wall with with all the Republicans. We don't even need that. We have majority Republicans. We just need them in the Senate. They can manage to get uh, a few Republicans who have a personal agenda to side with the Democrats, and yet they can't get a few Democrats, eight, nine, ten Democrats, to repeal Obamacare and to uh, a- a fund the wall, you know, and 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 a bunch of other things, you know, to to secure the border. Right now, they don't have enough detention centers on the Mexican border. And yet they can't get that passed in Congress. Amazing. They cannot get that passed in Congress. But they're going to somehow manage to uh, reform DACA. We'll see what happens. It's getting very dramatic. And of course, we'll keep you updated. And Manafort, there was a judge that ruled that Manafort can be charged by Mueller for money laundering and failure to register as a foreign agent. Now, uh, some people, this was an Obama-appointed judge. And some people, there's a little confusion because... We told you about a couple of weeks ago a judge basically grilling Mueller's lawyers, saying this is out of your jurisdiction. There are two different lawsuits, one of them, two different indictments. One of them is is this one, money laundering and not registering as a foreign agent, and that was an Obama point. The judge who said that isn't Mueller's jurisdiction. Then he had another one about bank fraud. That was where the, the, I guess, Reagan appointed judge, that Judge Ellis, he grilled the Mueller people and said, what are you doing? You know, you have no interest. You're just trying to impeach Trump. We still don't know what his ruling is going to be, but those are two different cases. Just to clarify that, we'll wait and see what that other ruling is. Now, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, a congresswoman in Florida, former head of the DNC, she says the NRA is just shy of a terrorist organization. She can't call Hezbollah. And Hamas, a terrorist organization, they're victims. They're victims of Israeli brutality. But the NRA is, is just shy of a terrorist organization. Now, a few hours after these comments were published, there was a man, a Good Samaritan, there was a man who, there was a shooting in a school, I believe, and this man heard gunshots. He had a gun on him, and he went in, and he and he gunned down this person who was shooting, you know, amazing. But the, the and, that, and that's as a result of the NRA lobbying for policies for the Second Amendment. And yet they're just shy of a terrorist organization. Why Why just shy? Why not just call them outright a terrorist organization? No, no, no. they're not a terrorist organization. They're just, just shy of one. And um, finally, speed bumps. Speed bumps. <laughs> I know I railed about speed bumps. Somebody said to me, you know, you're going, coming on a little too strong, preventing people from speeding is a good thing it saves lives now uh, yes I agree that generally people generally uh, speeding if you go too fast especially on small streets that can be very dangerous and I understand that the point of the speed bumps is to stop that my point is this you know it, speed bumps affects everybody so it affects the non speeders too. giving a ticket is one thing you give that to the speeder right but speed bump you basically decided that everyone who crosses this street now is going to be restricted because we want to protect certain people so now we're gonna restrict everybody now where does that end? You know, in the dover Like where exactly do we draw the line? Why are there not speed bumps on every single street? You know, the answer is because it would be incredibly restrictive, right? It would cripple our ability to function, to produce. It would, it would wreck our productivity. We couldn't go anywhere. Not not to mention how frustrating it would be. So there's obviously some line to be drawn. There's obviously some point where we all agree that even though it would save lives, it's simply too crippling to the rest of society. So my point is, look, I'm not going to argue with speed bumps. I understand that they have their place and they can often be a very good thing. So I was being slightly tongue in cheek, but my point is, you know, you never see speed bumps disappearing. You never see the government say, you know what, this speed bump is here, but it doesn't belong here. It always gets bigger government. It's always more traffic lights, more restrictions, more speed bumps and that sort of thing. You never, ever see them say, you know what, we're going to take some away now because it would actually be better if we take it away. So it just, who makes these decisions? It's these government bureaucrats making these decisions and I have to rely on them to decide, you know, my quality of life. So that's the point. I just don't trust them. Now, maybe you'll tell me there's no better way. It's got to be this way. Okay. You know, I hear you. I get, I get that. That that's a possibility, but it doesn't change my frustration uh, at this messed up system. All right. Again, have a wonderful, wonderful yomt wonderful shavuos. That's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.